You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 113. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery, just getting back from Oklahoma, back in the office, getting myself set up, and I thought, what am I going to talk about today? I shot this episode already, and it ended up just being a hodgepodge, and I went to bed thinking, I I don't know if that made much sense. And I realized I just want to talk about a bunch of random things. And so that's what this episode is going to be about instead of me trying to hold on to a certain topic throughout. Because I feel like I've let my brain sort of chill out for a little bit. And I did notice something over the trip that I made some promises to people. Well, I asked for flexibility going into the trip and and everybody in all my classes definitely jumped on board with the flexibility idea, but I I did feel like I had made some promises that I was going to be able to make all of my appointments and ultimately that did not work out. And so I came to this awesome conclusion that L.A. Jesse likes to make promises because his brain's in work mode. And then I go off on these trips and I get off the grid and I get into the woods and I'm around my my brother's family with his kids and I'm around my parents and I'm out in the woods watching squirrels get chased out of trees by bluebirds and all of a sudden off the grid Jesse takes over and he doesn't want to do any of the stuff that L.A. Jesse has promised. (laughs) And so it was a really cool realization that there are times where it is necessary to unplug and get off the grid and stay off the phone and not open up the computer. I opened up the computer one time and I'm not even sure what that was for, but I ultimately ended up on Yelp trying to find a Cajun place in the middle of this country town and it didn't work out. We ended up getting tacos instead. But I remember closing up the computer and being like, yep, I don't think I want to open that up again while I'm here. And uh, so it was awesome getting the flexibility from everybody in my classes. And it was also great for me to realize that you've got to unplug once in a while and you've got to just shift yourself down and allow there to be some relaxing times where sleep in a little bit later, um, eat a ton of sugar. Um, I got all my steps in every day. I made sure I got my steps in. That was worked out one day with my brother who was super into CrossFit before a couple of injuries, but he had us do this Navy SEAL burpee workout one day. It was it was terror, uh, but it was a lot of fun to do with him because he lives in Houston, so we don't see each other as often as I would prefer. Got to see my sister a little bit. Um, it was a great, great trip as far as being able to unplug for me and just unwind a bit. It could still have been about another three weeks longer. I went to this amazing, uh, what I thought was a petting zoo with, with the brother and his wife and kids. turns out it's actually like a rescue barn. So the rescue animals from around the area. And there was this adorable kawadi, which is a Caribbean raccoon, according to them. I'm going to post this up on Instagram. You've got to see this beautiful, amazing creature. And they let me hold it, and it crawled all over me. And the, the pictures, it was the happiest moment in life. If you want to smile, go to a sanctuary where animals are rescued and just play with them and 
just unplug there. There's one up here in the valley. Um, it's it's not close to where I live, but it's close enough that before the pandemic, we would go there um, every three three to five months. And uh, there's like pigs and ch and chickens and cows and turkeys and uh, alpacas and uh, it seems like anywhere you go, you can find an alpaca. And so it's just it's marvelous. And I just highly recommend that you guys, you know, if you're into animals, find an animal sanctuary, go support it, go play with the animals. It's absolutely adorable, and it's just it was an amazing experience. So then I'm sitting here thinking, well, what am I, am I going to talk about? Well, I mean, now I've already talked about getting off the grid. Like, how are you running yourself wild and not taking a moment to chill back? Um, I do most of my steps every single day with the Zoom calls or the client calls or the phone calls happening, uh, or I'm listening to a book in my ear or a podcast or a Blinkist. And there's a, a realization that sometimes perhaps I should just turn on the music and just let my brain go because my brain does an amazing job of creating things inside of itself whenever I just allow it to, to be free. I have a very vivid imagination. There's not much I can't conjure up in my brain. It's wonderful in there. I do absolutely adore and just, I love daydreaming. It's a blast. One of the things I wanted to talk about today was creativity. So on my trip, I was started watching a movie on Netflix called The Creative Brain. It's super short. I would highly recommend it. There's some really cool philosophies in here. And one of them is that creativity isn't necessarily original. And it doesn't have to be. That when we go off and we create something, that too often there's this desire to make something out of nothing. When in reality, we're often just taking an amalgamation, all of these different pieces from different things that we've learned and done, and we're creating something new out of that. And if you go back and you think, I mean, some of the most amazing technological innovations of our time, whether it be electricity, the car, air conditioning, just took pieces from other areas, took things that were happening and created them new from all of these different pieces. It wasn't like Thomas Edison had to go out there and create filaments. I mean, he used like 800 different filaments during his process. And it was really just experimenting with all of these different things that already existed. And you start to think about all the components that went into a car when it first happened. It's the idea was there. It was just a matter of taking all these different pieces and creating it. And there's been a lot of times in my life where I didn't think I was very creative because I don't sing songs, write songs. Um, I don't create art. I don't draw. Um, you know, a wood shop would seem extremely foreign to me if I were to go in there. One of my uh, tribal members, Miles, makes these incredible things out of, makes incredible like end tables out of hi-hats, which is like a, a symbol, you know, and he takes these old instruments and he turns them into really cool, um, I would I'd call it art, but it's also very useful because it can turn into an end table or it can turn into a dining room table or I should go back to his Instagram and have more examples if I'm going to bring his art up in the podcast. <laughs> but my point is that 
we can see creativity incorrectly. That when we create something, we're not necessarily just poof something out of nothing. We're taking all these different ingredients and we're adding them together to create something in front of ourselves that didn't previously exist. You go into a kitchen and you look at a recipe and you think, well, if I follow this, I'm going to create this dish. I'm going to make this dish. But somebody else has already created it because I'm reading their recipe. Well, it's true that somebody else has already made that and created that before, but it doesn't mean that your act of adding all those ingredients in your kitchen doesn't mean that you didn't also create it. You created something in front of yourself. So when you go to think about creativity and what was so powerful about this movie, and I watched it like three times. One time I just fell asleep watching it on the airplane, just wanting the unconscious mind to take it in, is that there's so much amazingness that comes from when a human steps into their creative platform. And you don't often know what it's going to be until you just try new things out. There's very much this internal desire to take the easy road. And it's, it's, it's part of the human experience. It's very much inbred into our brain. The brain weighs three pounds, but it takes up 20% of the energy of our entire body. So it's seeking out paths that have already been traveled, right? We've talked about the synapses in our brain and the way that these myelin protein sheaths start to form around a certain neural pathway. And the more you do something, the thicker this myelin sheath gets. And that's how habits and routines are born inside of our brains. It just becomes a super highway. So now when you get up in the morning, you don't have to think about whether you're going to go to the bathroom before you brush your teeth or shave or shower. Like it's just the way that you've always done it. Well, when we want to step into creativity, there's often going to be this time where we don't want to just do what we've always done. We want to step into this newness, something that stretches us beyond ourselves. When I teach my classes and the way I was taught when I first stepped into NLP was that confusion is the precursor of a breakthrough. Because when you get confused, you get a little bit aggravated. That's whenever you're stretching yourself beyond a boundary that you didn't even know was there. And it's talked about in the creative brain. One of the guys that's featured in there, Steve Jobs called the most creative person he'd ever met. And this man apparently has just been innovative in multi, a multitude of different areas of the world. And he says that he often feels very confused, annoyed even about the things that he does because he's constantly pushing himself outside of his comfort zone. And we've talked about this, about being comfortable in your uncomfort zone, not settling for what you've always done. Now, absolutely, there are times where it's what you have done is going to work. The way you brush your teeth, it might be working for you. If you're going left to right, my dentist tells me that's not the best idea. Should be going tiny little circles. It took me months to finally be able to just put that on autopilot. But I was told there was a better way. It would help my gums. And so I, I strove to make it happen. You can create new neural pathways when it comes to certain habits. There's other habits that, you know, like when I walk around the parking lot and get my steps in, I like going to the right because I like the right-hand turn. I've tried the left-hand turn and going the opposite way. I don't enjoy it as much. I don't know why. I just don't. So I just continue to go that way. It's an awesome way to just turn off the brain and let it begin to ponder about things that it can create. 
So in this movie, when it starts talking about um, prison, uh, people in prison being reformed through creative writing or acting classes and how the recidivism rate on those who attend the creative writing classes is like 10%, right? So 90% never go back to prison. And that's an incredible statistic considering that so often once you've been to prison once, uh, I don't know statistics off the top of my head, but let's just say the recidivism rate's pretty darn high. So when you start to think about where in your sobriety and recovery, you could begin to instigate a spark inside of yourself. Look no further than being creative. How can you be creative? And where are you already being creative where you're not necessarily considering it being creative? I know that's a little quantum linguistic there for you, so let's wrap this up a little bit. It doesn't have to be drawing. It doesn't have to be being in a wood shop or, or a metal shop or building a car or turning a hi-hat into an end table, although that's super, super dope. And I would love to be in a workshop where I could do something like that. You can absolutely just go into the kitchen and bake yourself some cupcakes like I did in Oklahoma, where the first time I did them, instead of using flour, I used confectioner sugar. So I had 18 cupcakes in the oven baking. And all of a sudden, as I'm going to make the icing and I reach up into the cabinet for the confectioner sugar, I realize I've just grabbed the same container I grabbed 30 minutes previously when I was making the cupcakes and I thought I was putting flour into the bowl. The containers weren't marked. I'm not much of a baker. Confectioner sugar looks a lot like flour if you don't know what you're looking at. But that was okay. I just went ahead and dumped those out and restarted it up and took another took half the time. It took me 30 minutes to first negotiate all of those ingredients into the bowl to make the first round of confectioner-based cupcakes. It took me 15 minutes to redo the recipe. Just one time through, cut the, the production time in half. And I was feeling very creative. It was so awesome to go in there and, and take these ingredients and make these cupcakes. And then I made the icing from scratch. I'd never done either one of these two things before. So it was a lot of fun. And it was just, I could just feel my brain stretching to do this. So where in your life are you being creative? Where in your life can you start to push the boundaries of your creativity? I've talked about this a lot. So for those of you who are on episode 113, who have been here since episode one, you'll recognize when I say this. That if you're coming home from work and you're just sitting on the couch in your underwear eating donuts watching The Simpsons and you're wondering why life isn't getting any better even though you're sober in an addiction recovery, look no further than what it is that you've begun to fill your life up with. The only thing that's changed about your life is that you took away your addictive substance. You are going to find less meaning in what it is that you're journeying through. You want to begin to create your best life. And this is a journey, not a destination. The different ways that all of this newness can grow within you is beyond compare. My sister brought up while I was seeing her in Oklahoma that she knew makeup was going to become her passion and ultimately her purpose in her sobriety and recovery when a year and a half in, she was still waking up super pumped and excited to do it. Now think about that for a moment. 
she was doing this for a year and a half and loving it. And then it became her realization that this was something that was going to really be here for a while. And she's been doing it now for longer than a year and a half because she had this realization some time ago. And she'd been doing makeup back when we were ravers in Orlando. Really cool. And she was known for her very innovative makeup strategies before we went to raves. And if you go on TikTok to Mystic Canvas Makeup, or just Mystic Canvas. She's got two different channels, and I don't know which one I should be promoting, but I'm pretty sure it's Mystic Canvas Makeup. You'll see what she does, and it's pretty spectacular. And that's become her passion, and now she teaches other people how to put on makeup, and she says some really cool stuff, and she inspires. But it wasn't like she got into it thinking, this is going to become my creative outlet. It was just something that she was doing. It began... She was doing this back when she was drunk, too, just not as much, because we all know being intoxicated causes you to do that more than it causes you to do anything else. So I wanted to tell you that story about my sister, because so often we're smack dab in the middle of being creative, and we don't even realize it. It can be uh, reorganizing your house. It could be cleaning out your garage. It could be cleaning your car. I mean, there's there's so many different ways that we can be creative. And it it's, doesn't have to be something out of nothing, is what this Creative Brain movie taught me. That it can be so many different things around being creative. There was a scientist they interviewed in there that said, look, I'm creating different things from different people's ideas. And it's not art, but yet it's it's scientific art. And this just like, completely reshaped the way that I see creativity. When I make a podcast, when I write a book, when I create an online course, when I put together materials to teach live in the myriad of ways that I'm teaching now, this is me being creative. This is me taking the 100,000 words in my brain and creating new sentences out of them that I will then say for the first time or teach for the first time. It's very creative to be able to do that, to be able to read a book and write an essay paper on it, to be able to sit down with one of my friends who turns into a client, come up with a way for him to become a real estate agent that included creating 1,200 flashcards over the course of 45 days, and then he goes off and passes the real estate exam in the first try. He created that for himself. He created those flashcards, which created his new future of being a real estate agent. There is creation happening all around you. Don't overcomplicate things. If you are sitting there looking around your house, wondering where you could become more creative, just start writing out a list of the things that you're already doing. And recognize those things as being creative. So that's my creative spiel. Highly recommend you go see The Creative Brain on Netflix. So some of the other things I wanted to talk about, uh, wrap up. Uh, there's this really cool Instagram account. I think one day I might, uh, I'm going to have him on the show. Um, he runs a page called Reaction Recovery. His name's Jeff, Sim- it's either Simone or Simone A. It's, got, it's Simon with an E at the end of it. And uh, I've hit him up on, on, on IG before, and he's agreed to be on the show. I just am not to the point where I've, I'm ready to prioritize uh, having guests on the podcast. But I really like the things that he, that he writes. 
I really like the way he talks about addiction recovery because it's it's different enough than me, but yet it's got a lot of the same positive growth mindset initiatives and and framing going on. So uh, I don't normally shout out other people's Instagram accounts, but I'm really a big fan of reaction recovery. So go check it out if that's something that you're into. And he had this one post, some things I'm not at all concerned about. And he had this list of things that he's not all concerned about. And one of the ones that made me laugh the most is how outraged my phone thinks I should be. And I love that one because (laughs) so oftentimes our social media and our news and our notifications are sending us these, this information that seems to be like, this is the newest thing you should be pissed off about. And I can't live in a world where I'm constantly pissed off about the world. It's just, it's exhausting. Right. When I hear people, you know, especially with what's happened with COVID, you know, and whether it's, you know, somebody in Florida saying, you know, this is what we're all about and this is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, go away. You know, read articles about South Dakota, this or New York and L.A. um, governors, this. And I'm just like, there's only so mad I'm going to be about these people making these decisions who one, oftentimes, especially if they're far away from me. I don't necessarily feel the effects of the decisions that they're making, but I certainly feel the energy that other people have taken on around those decisions. And I'm just not going to live in a state of constant perturbedness where I'm being pissed off at other people. If I'm going to be perturbed, then I'm going to be perturbed about something that matters to me, that like directly can affect me in my own world right now. Uh, there's a term I learned yesterday from uh, one of my mentors, and it's got the word perturbed in it, but he talks about how c- popcorn is heated up and it gets hot, and the whole while it's sitting in the pan, and it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter, and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, it reaches a certain temperature, and pop, it becomes popcorn. From a kernel, it becomes popcorn. But all the while, it had been heating up. At a micro level, it had been changing. Its its cells had been changing, preparing for this pop, but you couldn't see it until it reached a certain temperature. And it was something like the perturbed. So I'll come back with this later on because I'm definitely going to do some research about it. But what that really got me thinking about was how much of our change we start to take on and we don't even notice the effects. And then all of a sudden we turn around one day and it's like, pop, there we are, something completely new. Other change can be more gradual. And in fact, the changing of the popcorn was gradual. But then out of nowhere, you could actually notice it. And I feel like that's, uh, it's like my addiction recovery in a nutshell. I'm constantly changing and growing, but I'm not even noticing it sometimes. And then I just turn around one day and it's like, pop, oh, wow, this has really changed. This is nothing like it was a year ago. And so I just wanted to leave you on that one as far as that thought goes uh, with, you know, uh, Jeff's, Jeff's reaction recovery thing about how our, our phones think that we should be. Where in your life has that phone been slowly changing you and then all of a sudden pop, you turn around and you're the slave to this device that's constantly, constantly in our hands. I mean, mine counts my steps, so I don't go anywhere without it. Because heaven forbid I miss 500 steps while I'm making apple and, and peanut butter. 
how many things are happening in your life where these changes are occurring and you, you don't necessarily even know them. You don't even know they're happening, but yet you want to because are you sure you're happy with the change that's being made? Once you can say, okay, these are the changes that I'm going through. This is the work that I'm putting in. What is that well-formed outcome? What is that desired state that you are seeking? And are you being mindful to push forward for that and not allowing the world to accidentally, quote-unquote, slide you off out off your path and into a whole other area where one day you look around and you think, this isn't even what I wanted. We lost our voice in addiction. We seek to gain it back in recovery. And we want to be maintaining a student-like awareness of our voice to make sure that we're feeling heard in our own minds and in our own world, and that we're also creating space for other people to be heard. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't have to necessarily even condone the things you're saying to me, but I certainly would appreciate it if we both create space where we can share what we both feel or think or see in the world. And when we talk about things, we don't have to agree, but we don't have to necessarily berate the other one for not seeing the world the way that we do. In both of my classes that I'm teaching right now around wise mind empowerment, I talk about 126 bits of of conscious reality that you can hold in your awareness at any given moment. 2.3 million bits of information are flooding into your mind every single second. So think about how much your unconscious mind is taking on versus your conscious mind. 126 bits by the conscious mind, 2.3 million are being taken in by the unconscious mind every single second. To think that you're going to see the world the exact same way as the person standing next to you is absurd. So open up a pathway of enlightened conversation where you can have the space that allows other people to share without feeling judged. Because you want to share without feeling judged, so you create that space and others will be invited into it. As I wrap up this one, I've got... um, there's some really cool things that I want to talk about from a calendar one of my peers, Michelle, gave me. I think it's Lewis Hayes. I don't know, but uh, maybe I shouldn't even have said her name if I don't know. But there's really cool sayings on this. And so uh, one of the ones that was uh, Wednesday, April 14th, today I find new ways of expressing myself creatively. I thought that was super cool to come across. Um, I was out of town when this one happened, but it was Wednesday the 14th which is probably right around the time that I put on that Creative Brain movie because I had just gotten to Oklahoma, so that thought that was pretty cool. So today, find new ways of expressively creating something new in your life. Another one, I practice forgiveness and I learn to treasure myself. We forgive someone else for ourselves so that we can take that, that weight off of our back, that 4,000-pound gorilla of anger or mistrust or shame or guilt. It's not like you're condoning. It's not like you're, you're saying it's okay that, you, that this other person behaved that way. But you forgive for yourself, not the other person. Animosity, vitriol, anger, that's, I think there's a saying that goes, it's like eating poison and hoping that it kills your enemy. That stuff doesn't work that way. It festers inside of you all the while they're going about their own thing. You can't make someone feel. 
but you can guide yourself to stop feeling something. And if that is going to be any level of anger or animosity, start to practice on that. Begin to forgive. Practice forgiveness. I am inspired to discover new visions for my life. I think I live in this world constantly. There's there's this desire to envision new things, create new things. The creativity doesn't stop. You know, when are you ready for even more possibility now? Feel deeply from this feeling and allow your passion to grow, right? And from this passion that you have for your addiction recovery and for your life, solutions will follow. It's solution opportunity versus problem. Things aren't a problem. They are solution opportunities. I'm going to let it go for now. I'm going to leave this one at 30 minutes because I really just sort of like an amalgamation of ideas that I've I've been having around uh, my own life and, you know, being creative and, and seeing that. Watching the creative mind was so... It was, it was enlightening because the way I had seen creativity before this was almost like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing, I don't know if other people feel it. I feel like I'm not wrapping this up very well, but let me see if I can ask a question that perhaps sparks a thought. Are the ways that you're creative just so you, and you've been doing them for so long that you don't even think that they're special, that it's just sort of the way that you are, and you just assume that it, in a way, everybody sort of does it or has it in them. Because that's how I feel about the podcasting, the books, and the teaching, and the speaking. It's like, well, I mean, it's just so second nature for me now that I often don't think it's anything special. And then I get into a class like my online mastermind that I had yesterday, and we start talking about how there are people in our lives who are stuck in their, their old same ways. They're not seeking out ways to grow. And yet we're standing right next to them growing, you know, it's like a a tree with tons of nutrients and sunshine. We are growing so fast and they're just over here just chilling, just doing their thing that they've done and they're not growing at all. And so I, I have to be reminded sometimes from my peers that the things that I do aren't commonplace that not everybody is doing what I'm doing. And to, to remind myself that this is this is creativity at its greatest, what I'm doing. So what is their creativity at its greatest with what you're doing? Where is something in your life that you're beginning or you have been taking for granted, just assuming, well, you know, it's just what I do, just what I've always done. It's not special. Meanwhile, somebody else could be over your shoulder watching you draw you know, a mom and a son hugging on a boat and you draw it in five minutes and they couldn't even make a stick figure look normal. Where in your life are you taking for granted your special gifts and talents and skills? Shine a light on them. Let other people know that it exists within you. They may not necessarily give you the feedback you desire, but these talents, these skills, these passions, these hobbies that we're cultivating inside of ourselves, they're for us. That's what a passion is. It's something that's internally focused for you. When you turn it into a purpose, then you begin to externally shoot it outward. And not everyone is going to embrace it. There have certainly been people I thought would be absolutely on board joining my tribe. And when I got on a phone call, it didn't play out the way that I thought it would. But that's okay. They know I'm here. I know that they're there. We're in each other's universe, and who knows where it will go from there. 
where can you begin to expand your universe? Where can you begin to see yourself in a whole different light as you begin to build your self-worth? Sometimes it's the most obvious thing that's getting overlooked. So shine a light on the obvious things and start to open your mind up to how you've already been creative and then embrace that aspect of yourself because it will be the fuel that keeps your fire burning, that keeps your fire burning around addiction recovery for the rest of your life. Water is the most powerful force on earth and it can move mountains. But when it's stagnant, it grows algae and it becomes toxic for other things to live in it. The lesson there is water is amazing and powerful when it's moving, but when it's sitting still, it begins to die. Be like the moving water. Constantly find yourself in motion where it is appropriate in your life to fuel your fire. I know I've got a whole water fire analogy metaphor thing going on here, which seems a little bit like it would one would put out the other, but run with me on this, okay? And just remember that there are going to be times where stepping off the grid and just enjoying the world around you is absolutely going to be necessary. It's something that the human mind desires to be able to unplug and just go sit in some quiet for a while. Learn what I learned last week from me now as I say this, that it is very, very appropriate to put the phone down for a period of time, to step away from technology and go be in nature. Talk about the most creative expression we have on this planet, Mother Nature. So go be a part of that for a little bit and see how that sparks you and helps you create the best self possible so you can step into being more empowered each and every day. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of my life because I wake up sober. Glow on, shout out to sunshine. Peace out, guys. See you next week. Thank you.